Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Ogenero teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In, In Christ, we are God's new breed. The Holy Ghost is. And this is the reason why his ministry, his operation, and his expressions are still very minimal in the church today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended. I'm not saying this because I'm the best of teachers or best of preachers. But I speak this because God has given me grace. Praise the Lord. Okay. The first thing I want you to understand is the Holy Spirit giving to man is the greatest thing that God did and will ever do. Did you hear me? Hey. Those who have been coming for our meetings, you hear me make, make statements like this. The Holy Spirit is the consummation of Christ's work in redemption. He is what? What did I call it? The consummation. I remember that I was I was I was trying to teach to somewhere. Say, no, consumption. Somebody said consumption. <laughs> he is the consummation. The consummation of Christ's redemptive work. Today so just bear with me. We will not, we will not close by 10 30. Close it to be like us add like 10 15 minutes extra. Amen. <laughs> he is what the consummation, as it were, the Holy Spirit in a man. Once the Holy Ghost has come into a man, God's dream for that man has been achieved. Are you following this? If the Holy Spirit can come into a person. God's dream for that person. Checklist good. Do you know, no, no, now when I say God's dream, to you it may just be like, okay, God's dream. Okay, I'll be driving my child, he will drive a car one day, he will, he will go to England, he will No, that's that's you. God's dream. Do you know who God is? Like, <laughs> God is an eternal personality. He, he has no beginning, no end. Do you understand? From time to time. So, when the Holy Ghost comes to a person, all that God can ever think about from time past, infinity past, to infinity future. Colossians 1, verse 27. Let's begin this journey. Korea Tato City. 
See, I trust God that soon God will raise from New Buddha an army of men who are passionate about the things of God. Somebody say Amen. Amen. These things we are sharing, they are, see, they are, they are, the Bible called it the prophet desire to look into them. They desire that their day. I'm talking about spiritual treasures. If you buy a homage for somebody now, person will be like, oh my God. But the Bible says these things. Colossians 1 from verse, let's say 25. Read from 25. And uh, yes, let's make it black. Paul is talking, he says, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. I'm not explaining this verse. Verse 26. To fulfill what? The word of God. So Paul is saying that he has been made a minister according to the, the, the dispensation that of God given to him to fulfill the word of God. So what is that word of God? Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and generations, but now is made manifest to his sense. Let's not rush it. So there is a mystery that has been hid from ages and generations. Something has been in the mind of God ever since. Which Paul, as a minister to the to the cells in Colossae, when he's ministering that that when he's carrying out his own ministry, he's saying that as he's doing that, he's fulfilling something that has been in God's mind ever since. Are you following me? He says, even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his sense. Praise the Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Paul is saying that he was made a minister. By the dispensation, by the oppression of God in his life to do what? To fulfill the word of God. And that the word of God that he was said to fulfill was something that God has been thinking about from the ages. Are you following me? Now it was the mystery that God was thinking about. It was hid. Who is getting this? That word dispensation is actually talking about the oppression of God in him. That word of God that was given to him is the mystery which had been here from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his sense. The next verse is what? Verse 27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hey. Who is, who is following me? First of all, let, let me. Who is following me? You are following me. Raise your hand. Which is Christ in you? Say after me, Christ in me. The hope of glory. So the mystery that God was thinking about, the grand design of God's plan from the beginning, 
Now, if you notice, in this place, he didn't talk about anything concerning salvation. He didn't talk about the fall. He didn't talk about it. The mystery that God was thinking about. Something that God had in his plan from the beginning. Was Christ in you, the hope of glory. Follow me. Hold that thought number one. Let's continue. So, pretend like I did not tell you this thing. Let's go on. One of the expressions used in the Bible to explain this is when you see it in the New Testament. Is that that's that phrase you see Jesus say, the promise of the Father. The promise. The promise of the Father. Now, let's put these two words together. Are you following me? So, the first phrase we we talked about was what? Christ in you, Lord of Glory. But before Christ in you, Lord of Glory, it was the mystery hid from ages past, right? It's the mystery that has been hid, that God has been thinking about, right? Phrase number two the promise of the Father. Is there any relationship between these two words? No rush to answer. So, this is what God has been thinking about. It is the promise that God has been thinking about. Can you see the relationship? So, there was a promise that God had had for man since. The promise of what? The Father. (laughs) Let's continue. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Luke 24 from verse 49. It says, Jesus talking to his disciples. And behold, I send the promise of my father unto you. But tarry here in the city of Jerusalem to ye be endued with what? Power from on high. Amen. But don't rush it. I send what? The promise of the father. The promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem. He called it what? The promise of my father. Take note of that definite article. The promise. Remember, the, the, the first one was what? The mystery. Take note of this definite article. The, the, the. Let's continue. Take note of the promise. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. He says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for what? But wait for the promise. 
of the Father. You see this again? The promise of the Father. Which said he, ye have heard of me. Okay. Now, what you need to understand is, when you read the Bible, the Bible is not just a disconcerted book. The Bible, that word Bible is actually library, it means a combination of books on a specific subject. The Bible is the book about God, his plan for man, for the human race, and for eternity. Are you following me? The Bible is about God, his plan, his work, his kingdom. And every book of the Bible are connected to each other on this very sub on this very theme. Every other thing is a subtitle. Praise the Lord. Divine health, prosperity, all everything. Life partner, all of them. Subtitle. Praise the Lord. Some of them say, but not even inside. <laughs> That's not my emphasis today. Praise God. You must understand that from the beginning, God has always wanted to be close to his creation. In fact, close is not a good word to explain. God has always wanted to be one with his creation. Praise the Lord. God has always wanted to be inseparable from his creation. That was God's plan from the very beginning. God wanted to have a family at the same time him and the family are one. Do you understand? Lord, I receive words from you in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 15 from verse 1. Let me show you something. Listen, listen, this, this teaching will change your life. Somebody say amen. amen. Genesis 15 verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. Look at this. God now come to Abraham and say, Abraham, fear not, I will shield you. I will reward you. <laughs> he came and said, Fear not, I am your shield. Me, I am your reward. See this. Abraham said, Lord, what will thou give me? Seeing I go childless. Obviously, you didn't understand this one. God came and said, I am your shield. And your reward. God has given you Himself. He carried Himself and gave you. You say, What will God give me? Seeing I go childless. And this is in my house. <laughs> and Abraham said, oh, What would I give me? Seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house 
is this Eliezer of Damascus. That's the people's problem. God wants to come close to them to God. God came and said, I am your shield. You are seeing great reward. Lord, what would I give me seeing I have not married? And the angels are like, what's going on with this guy? That's to tell you the extent at which God goes to make sure. From the beginning. And God began this process. You see, God has always wanted to pour himself into man. God has always wanted to be one in scripture. Take another word, Paul. He has always wanted to do what? Pour himself into man. Praise the Lord. And he began this process with Adam. But that process failed halfway. And I will show you where he failed. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26. Genesis 1 from verse 26. And God said, so he began to, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, make man in our what? Image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over all the creeping thing. You know that. Verse 27. So God created, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female. Praise the Lord. So, he began to walk on this plan. He created man in his image. The formative process began. Now, God went further. Genesis 2 from verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became what? A living soul. Now, let me tell you what happened here. So, God had made man in his image. God began to structure man to look like him. Praise the Lord. He was structuring man to look like him, but man has not become him. Are you getting The next thing was, he had to make man alive. That thing he made, he had to make it come alive. Man had to have feelings, you get he had to have emotions, his brain had to be working, his eyes had to be moving. So God breathed into man and man became what? A living soul. Man became what? A living soul. So what does it mean by man became a living soul? Meaning a physical body became alive. It was not just one sculpted something there. Do you get me? It was moving. The legs moved now. The eyes could, could see. It could feel. It could get angry. It could say, why did you do that? His intellect is working. You can tell him something, he will hear you. Praise the Lord. He was a living what? Soul. But God is not a living soul. So as at this point... Man was alive, but not alive for the life of God. Are you hearing me? Hey. The Bible says, open your Bible, First Corinthians chapter 15. From verse 45. 
Bible says, and so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul. Are you seeing this? Let me tell you, if you, as this journey in our new brief continues, the Bible will, be, will break it into pieces and put all this, you will put it, will fix it back together. You will not see a bone connect to bone, marrow to marrow, heart to heart, like that. Amen. It says, from verse 45, and so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul, the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Mark that word, quickening spirit. That is who God is. The life-giving spirit. Praise the Lord. Open to John chapter 4 from verse 24. John chapter 4. It says, God is a God is a spirit. And they that worship him was, must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is what? A spirit. God is not what? A soul. <laughs> but remember where, where we are coming from. God wanted to do what? Pour himself into man. God has always wanted to be one with his creation. Praise the Lord. God is a spirit. God. Spirit. Let's continue. Now, somebody will say, why didn't God, after he made man a living soul, why did he just <laughs> oh yeah, just put the other one inside now, just finish it in one time? I will show you. Second Timothy chapter one from verse nine. Let me tell you, this the ministry is not we're not coming here to show knowledge, it's not display of knowledge here. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We are teaching what you need to hear. What you need to hear and understand in your spirit man to work with God accurately and to grow to the fullest of everything that God has planned for you to be, both in this earth and the world to come. Praise the Lord. First, Second Timothy 1 from verse 9. He says, it's talking about God. Let me read from verse 8 so I get some context. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Verse 9. Who hath what? Saved us. Say after me, I have been saved. And hath called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before So, the reason why it did not happen that time was because of some factors. Purpose and grace. Hold that thought. Titus 1.
From verse 1, says, Paul is servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect. And the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, of eternal, after godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Now, look at verse 2. In hope of what? Eternal life, which God that cannot lie, did what? Promised before the world began began but in due times manifested his word through preaching which is committed unto me according to the commandments of god our savior okay there are many verses i want to open to you to connect those together but the reason is for this man god has ordained that man will receive that eternal life of him hmm? As a result of acknowledging the grace of God. God does not want a situation that man will receive it based on he cannot claim that he, it was because of anything he did. Who is following me? It was because of it was God's purpose that God, man will get this thing by grace. Who is following me? Grace can only come to you by the acknowledgement of the fact that you cannot do it by your own self. Praise the Lord. All these things I'm mentioning, all these thoughts, all these thoughts. There are things that if, I want to, if we want to study today, we can study from now to the end of the day, but God is faithful. Amen. Now, when Adam was created, Adam was a living soul. He didn't have anything eternal in him in terms of God's life was not in him. Satan's life or darkness was not in him. God was eventually still going to give him his life. But it was supposed to come on the premise of grace. God wanted him to get it by the acknowledgement of the truth as we saw in Titus. Just one from verse four. From verse three to verse four, it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings of heavenly places in Christ, according as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love." having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good of his pleasure. Verse, verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace. Are you seeing this? The reason why it did not come the, as fast as man would have expected it to come, I get it, is to the praise of the glory of his grace. Let's continue. Now, but before God could impact his life to Adam, something happened. Adam became corrupted. Adam became a child of darkness. We've done that explanation before, right? Adam sinned against God. And Adam being the first man, 
his sin affected all those that were in him. Are you getting this? So now, God had made Adam. Adam was not carrying the life of God. He was a living soul. Adam was not carrying the life of Satan. He was a living soul. But now, Adam has sinned against God and submitted to Satan. And now, Adam has become darkness. Adam has become darkness. But God, but God's plan initially was to do what? To pour himself into Adam. For him and Adam to become one. By the reason of his grace. We wanted Adam to, 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 to receive of him as a result of, Adam, of God's love and benevolence. Praise the Lord. But now, Adam has sinned. Should I open any verse? No, let me, let me just teach you. Now, when Adam sinned, Adam did not just do something bad. Adam became darkness. Ephesians 5 from verse 8. Let me. Adam became a child of the devil. Do you understand? Just look at, look at, just look at human beings and tell them, you are of your father, the devil. When Adam is that truth, when Adam sinned against God, I think I would better use that word, sinned against God. Adam became corrupted from the inside. Paul is explaining this. He says, for you were sometimes darkness. <laughs> but now you are light in the Lord. Praise the Lord. For you were what? Sometimes darkness. So Adam was the one that brought this upon man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A guy who has not believed in Jesus walking on the road is not just a guy who is not just one normal human being. You are seeing darkness moving like this. Let's continue. Now, God wants to give man eternal life. That is his life. Praise the Lord. But how can he give man eternal life when there is darkness inside him? Are you seeing the issue now? Have you you all understood understood me to this point? You have all understood me to this point? It's just like (laughs) you want to put, you have a child and you want to put, you bought a new cloth for him and you want him to test it. But this guy just came out from, he just was coming to the house and he literally fell into the gutter. And more has covered him from head to toe and he's coming like this. Will you just carry the cloth and say, we are wait, just wait, wait, wait. What will you do? You will clean him first, right? Uh-huh. That was the issue. God wanted to pour himself into man. He wanted himself and man to become one. But man is what? Darkness. So we must do something about this darkness first. That resolves the issue of redemption. Are you getting this? 
I'm sure some of you are beginning to see why it's important. Why this thing I'm saying is very important. You are beginning to see. I'm taking you on a progression. You know, it's just easy to come and talk about the Holy Spirit as the third person of the Trinity. If you don't understand these basics, there are many things we'll be saying about the Holy Ghost people will be fighting. Praise the Lord. Like, yesterday I was discussing one of some of our leaders, and I told them that the day a person gets born again, that's the day he received the Holy Ghost. And we're trying to find out, and we're investigating it. When you understand this basic premise, the, the roots of it, you now say, oh, so this is where it's coming from. You will now understand why this thing is like this. Praise the Lord. Okay. So this necessitated redemption. God had to make it. God had to make it legally possible that by the time He gives man Himself, it it make it be God be justified for doing so. Imagine you bought a cloth as a mother you bought clothes. Like the example I made. You bought clothes for your three-year-old baby, three-year-old child, and the child came out from the mud, and your husband just came and said, nice clothes. David, where, with the mud and everything, he puts on the shirt, puts on the shorts. You're like, then the mother comes and like, who did this? <laughs> who is for the man I'm saying? Why did you clean him first? That's the same question it would have been. God giving himself, pouring his spirit upon you with the old nature there. Who did this? Are you getting the idea? God had to deliver man from the bondage of sin. God had to bring out that darkness from man. But how can you bring out the darkness from, from a man that the man himself is darkness? Praise the Lord. So God had to ingeniously devise the, 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 the project of redemption. That's my subject, but redemption school next year. Oh God. You know, in the redemptive work of Jesus, God makes a new and living way for men who were sometimes sons of the devil to become sons of God. God makes a new and living way. Just to say, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Do you know that because of the sin and the darkness in man, man is illegal to stand before God? Do you know? God cannot behold sin. Man was eternally separated from God. You know, when you tell someone that the greatest blessing you can have is for God to be in your life, you're like, ah, God. The problem is, you don't know who God is. You think God is boring? For man to have a new... And living access to assess God. God, 
The whole redemption, redemption, the project called redemption was executed so that man can assess God. Then you know who God is. To open the door and see a person, somebody had to die, bury, resurrect. Think about it. To open the door, Jesus said, I have the door. No man commands unto the Father. To open, to have access, you understand? To cross him from here to here. Then you know who God is. So, a new and living way was made. Somebody is asking me, where did he get this new and living way that he has been saying? You like this new and living way? He will stay in the streets. Verse 19 into verse 20. It says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Sometimes I, mean, I have boldness. And I enter into the holiest. I've entered into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. It says, By new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. So that's why I got the new and living way. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, let's go back to where we stopped. Ephesians 5, verse 8. How can God deliver a man from a darkness that the man actually is? That's why Nicodemus, when Nicodemus came to Jesus, Jesus said, he must be born again. That man, that darkness must die. God must now bring a new one to replace that one. Who is getting me? Who is getting me? I told you to listen today. Listen. Hey. John chapter 3. From verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot do what? See the kingdom of God. <laughs> Except a man be born again, he cannot see. The next verse, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born that's the question is asking here. Now, gradually we are going to the soil of the Holy Spirit. See the next verse. Jesus answered, Very, very, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. I know some, some people understand what I'm saying. Some people are beginning to understand what I'm saying. That God has to make a new person, right? Okay. And that God has to make a living way for people who were children of the devil to become children of God. 
Are you getting me? So, meaning if they come through this new and living way, they have become the sons of God, right? John chapter 1, from verse 12. Let me read from verse 11 into verse 12. The Bible says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave he power. That word power there is what? Authority. Or legal rights. That word power there means access. So as many as received him to give him, he gave the right to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So, let's Arrange the process now. So number one, this man is in sin, he's in darkness, he's in death, he's a child of darkness. But suddenly they came to preach to him about Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? And he believes, he accepts it. That there is no other way. He accepts what Christ has done. Are you following me? He accepts it. And now he has been given the right to become. To become what? The son of God. The son of God. He has been given the legal right, the legal asset to become the son of God. The next thing that God now begins to do, because he has been given the right to become the son of God, because he believes, right? Because he believes. Even to them that believe on his name. So as many that received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Number two, go to the next verse. After he believes, God starts doing something. Which were born. Who is following me? God now wants to now reborn him. Which were born. The guy simply came up. I believed. Ah, Christ has died for me. I'm a sinner. But Christ paid the price of my sins. I believe. God now says, okay, you believe. Welcome. You have the right to become the son of God. You have the access now to become a son of God. But for the thing to truly be, be your reality, I will born you again. You cannot be a child of darkness and be my son. I will born you again. Which were born, not of blood. So he's saying this new birth now has nothing to do with your blood. Meaning, anything that was connected to you by blood, this one supplants it. Who is hearing me? Which were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh. So it's not because two people decided to sleep together that you have, this one will come around. No, the will of man. Not because a man woke up one morning and said, I need to give birth to a boy now. But of God. You simply came to believe and accept him so that you can become a child of God. He says, now you have the right because you believe. You have the access to become a child of God. But for this to happen, are we? Okay. New birth begins. You are reborn. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, that means, you have you seen that verse before? Have you seen that verse in the Bible that says, It shall come to pass in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh? Have you seen that? Have you heard of that verse before? 
So then I will not need to open it because people have seen it before. Now, the question is, if God is a spirit, eh? if God is a spirit, and God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, what does he actually say? He will do what? He will pour himself. So, what I'm trying to show is that this process of being reborn is actually God pouring out himself what he had in his mind from the beginning. That he wants to be one with his creation. When a person believes in Jesus Christ and comes in, God now has the rights because the person has believed the work of Jesus Christ, his sins have been forgiven. The darkness inside of him has been taken care of. God now has the right to pour himself out upon the person who is following me now. So the Bible says, as men have received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, which were born. So God now begins to give back to you again. And we saw in John chapter 3. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So to be born again actually means to be born of the spirit. Do you understand? I do. Do you understand? So after me to be born again means to be born of the spirit. So, when a person believes and accepts the gospel of Jesus Christ, his sins are taken care of. The darkness in him becomes cleared out because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And God now begins to make him brand new by the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. God now begins to make him brand new by the Holy Spirit. So, are you now seeing that the Holy Spirit is the beginning of your Christian work? Because you are born of the Spirit to be born again. When you hear the gospel and believe in Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Your darkness is taken care of. By the sacrifice of Christ, you are justified in God's sight. You have legal access to become a child of God. But for you to be born again, for you to be born anew out of that darkness, you must receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost must born you again. If, forgive the grammar, the use of. You must be born of the Spirit. You have to be born of the Spirit. So the Holy Ghost is the intrinsic part. You cannot have, there is no Christianity without the Holy Ghost. There is no born again without the Spirit. Are you seeing this? Paul went to a particular city and began to preach and said, Have you ever, have you, he said, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He said, We have not heard any, if there be any Holy Ghost. He says, Unto what were you baptized then? He said, Unto John's baptism. He said, Paul, Paul said, Paul baptized, John baptized with the baptism of repentance. That they should believe on him that should come. So, what does it mean to be baptized in John's day? John, remember, John was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. So, if you went to John's baptism and was baptized, you are trying to say, I believe in the person that will come. Who is following me? So, when you accepted John's baptism, you enter the water and come out. You are saying, I believe in that man that will, that will come after you. They say, John Benjamin baptized with the baptism of repentance. That day which you come to, Tom will believe on him that will come. Praise the Lord. 
You know the funny thing? Many of them went for just baptism. They did not still believe in Jesus. <laughs> they forgot that your going for just baptism is actually your testimony that you believe in Jesus. Are you, are you listening to me? And like when we study the doctrine of baptism, you see that John was the last of the Old Testament prophets, and the Old Testament prophet speaks in symbols. That thing was also depicting that Christ would die, would be buried, and he would resurrect. And when he resurrects, remember, when he resurrected, the Bible says, a voice came out of heaven, saying, this is my beloved son. That's how the Holy Ghost come out from heaven. Are you following me? So when he rises, when Jesus Christ rises from the grave, the Holy Ghost will come out from heaven. That was what happened. That was what John was demonstrating. He was preaching. He was preaching Jesus Christ. And so, any of us who believe now in the spirits, we have actually died with Christ, bred with Christ, rose with Christ, and now the Holy Ghost comes to make us a new. Do you understand this? Praise the Lord. Back to John chapter 3. From verse 5. Jesus answered. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, somebody say, ah. No, let me not distract myself. Because, how can I be born of water, of the Spirit? Does born of water mean water baptism? No. That's why you look at this, tell God for King James, it helps us. You will see that. If you have the authorized kingdoms, you notice something. Look at this off here. See this off. I know that is in brackets. They are telling you that they had a problem with these places. So they took down and they are. Just know that. So anytime you see that, we are not sure of this side, but the next verse will not tell you what he was trying to say. It says, Except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So now you would think, if you look at this verse, you would think you have to go and water baptized. After you become water baptized, you now come and be spirit baptized. Uh-uh. What you are not seeing here, which was confusing these guys, is except the man be born of water, which is the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And how do I know? The next verse tells me. The next verse, verse 6. He says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Are you seeing this? And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Did he say that which is born of the water and the spirit is spirit? In the next verse, he explains the previous verse. That that water actually is this is spirit. The water and the spirit joins the spirit. The spirit. The spirit. Praise the Lord. And that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. So, now the question is if to be born again is the born of the Spirit, how do I receive it? How do I receive it? You receive it. Remember, the process is simple. God must cleanse you of the darkness inside of you. Your darkness must be cleansed. Then God can put his life. So, how do you receive it? You must cleanse yourself of the darkness. 
But can you cleanse yourself in that place? No, you can't cleanse yourself of it. So Christ did it for you. So you must have faith in what Christ has done. So when you have faith in what Christ has done, God will now give you this one. Praise the Lord. Because even this one, to cleanse yourself in darkness, you cannot do it. You cannot, you cannot change yourself of that darkness. You cannot remove the sin there. So God did it for you. He did it in redemption. So by Christ's work, all our sins have been taken care of. All we need to do is to believe. So when we believe what Christ has done has become ours. And immediately, this one comes inside. You know why it comes immediately? God has been waiting since. He has been waiting from the mystery of... It has been part of the mystery of the ages. Who is for you? He has been waiting since before he created the world. He has been waiting. Waiting for the time when it will be legally possible for him to rush into his creation. Then the person now he, he now he now went all the whole journey through redemption, died on the cross, went down, resurrected, he came out and said, No, you still wait small. Just be chill, no. We take like three weeks first before you come. So that day that Jesus Christ sat upon the throne in heaven and cleansed our sins in the sight of God. He said, okay, right now it's time to move. Holy Ghost, let's go. The Bible says it came like the sound of the rushing mighty wind. <laughs> Are you following me? He had to rush because he wanted to rush sins. When he wants to rush, he will say, ah, this is what flow sin. Oh, wait, 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 calm down. We can't rush into these people like this. He wants to rush again. Aye. So he said, okay, we we'll have to. This thing is, is this thing is loading me too much. So we can't enter them, so we'll be on, on top of them. So in the old testament, like this, the Holy Ghost come on top of the priest, he will prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. Say, we can't enter them, but we can be managing this one now. Let's be on top of them. Let's be. Let's be. They will prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. But the priest thing he wants to do is to enter, to become one with you. But you stay there, the Old Testament guys, sometimes they prophesy, sometimes they will do miracles, then you will live the game. So by the time that our sins, Christ had went through the whole route of redemption, the whole route of redemption, made us perfect before God, before God. Made the cleansed man before God. So anybody who now believes, he had he had become Rightfully God's own. So okay, let me go to work. Let me go to where I wanted to be since. Praise the Lord. Have you gotten it? So how do you receive the Holy Ghost? By faith in the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. How can you faith in the redemptive work of Jesus? Faith in the gospel. And it's good news. Look at you, struggling with sin. Look at you. You don't even know what to become of you with your sin. Even if you don't know, you refuse to think about it. All these bad things between, even the one before you, you don't know who, but if you one day, somebody's counting you somewhere. It's not like... <laughs> you can't escape. So Jesus has to die for it. They come and tell you, God is not holding your sins against you. Christ has paid for it. Really? Yes. All you need to do is to accept it. Christ has died for me. He has paid for me. Then you say, I believe. I may not have seen it yet, but I believe. 
I was not there when he died, but I believe. I was not there when he rose from the grave, but I believe. <laughs> I believe. And when you believe, the Holy Ghost sends into you. Two more verses. We're done for today. Galatians 4. Galatians 4. From verse 6. Now, I'm sure some people are going to understand what I was saying. Remember, connect this verse to John chapter 1 from verse 12. This admin that received him to give, give what? Power. And we said it was the right, the legal right, access to become the sons of God. It says, and because ye are sons, God had sent forth the spirit of his son. Are you seeing this now? Into your heart, crying about Father. Say after me, the Holy Ghost is in my heart. So now, you don't just have the legal right. You are actually a son. Say glory! glory. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Chapter, I'm a son of God. I'm a, son of God. I'm, a I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I believe in what Christ has done for me. I accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Ghost is standing to my heart. He lives in my heart. He lives in my heart. Acts chapter 2 from verse 35. Thirty-six. He says, "Therefore, let all house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, whom He had crucified, both Lord and Christ." Thirty-seven. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, "Men and brethren, what shall we do?" Now, you need to understand what's happening here. So. Acts of the apostles, I told you the Holy Ghost rushed there. You understand? Because Christ has perfect, perfected us in the sight of God. Our sins have been taken care of. So, the Holy Ghost is sent forth into the, the hearts of the apostles. He rushed there. They got to of the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in tongues. And people, God made the other people here and all that. And they gathered around and they were wondering what's happening. And Paul began to, Peter, sorry, began to preach to them. So, Peter preached to them and preached to them, preached to them the gospel. And they were like, okay. Okay, what shall, what shall we do? Verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Remember, taking out this one. Remember, taking out this one. For the remission of sins. And what will happen? And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39. For the promise, are you seeing this? For the promise is unto you. Say it's unto me. <laughs> the promise is unto me. Say the promise is unto me. And to your children. 
and so all that are far off. So this promise is what God had had in his mind. It is the mystery. It's the promise God had in his mind. But for you to fulfill it, he had to perform redemption. Are you getting this? So, back to verse 38. He says, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the redemption of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So my question, have you have you believed? Have you changed your mind to accept Jesus? Have you accepted what he did for you? The Holy Ghost is in your heart. <laughs> Say after me, the Holy Ghost is in my heart. Jump on your feet and begin to declare after me. I am God's temple. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I've repented. I believe in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is God's promise to me. I believe in Him. I accept the work of Jesus Christ. So I have the Holy Ghost in me. I've received the Holy Ghost in me. I've received the promise of the Father in me. Glory to God! Glory to God! I've received the glory of God in me. I've received the Holy Spirit in me. The promise of the Father is in me. Yes. And you know what that means? That means that your sins have been forgiven. Tell me, my sins have been forgiven. See, the Holy Ghost coming down to the earth means that man can become justified in God's sight. It means that a way has been created to God. So every one of you here that has believed in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has been sent forth into your heart. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. Be thou exalted in Jesus' name. As we begin to talk about the Holy Ghost much more throughout this this month, you'll find out a lot. You'll find out that the Holy Ghost is, is everything to you. You'll find out with the Holy Ghost you can never fail. So as we close, we'll make some declarations, share the grace, the way we share our grace, and we'll close. Say so after me, the Holy Spirit to me is God's promise fulfilled. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe He paid for my sins. I believe I am now born of God. I believe I'm a child of God. My sins are forgiven. Therefore, the Holy Spirit is in my heart. By the Holy Spirit, I can never fail in life and in the life to come. By the Holy Spirit, I accept the things freely given to me of God. By the Holy Spirit, I have access to the wisdom of God. My mind is alive. My mind is alive. People attend to me. On the left, on the right, 
in front and behind me. People attend to me. On the left, on the right, in front and behind me. I'm a child of God. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. For in Christ, I'm God's new breed. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.